Let's get straight into it. Yeah, give me one second. Let me just talk about the handball stuff. They've changed it. Do you see it? Yeah, they haven't it. changed it. They said they're going to allow more leniency. I said they f***ing changed it. Skinny nigga, you machine some work. They be talking like say that machine don't work. Like we never bang it in a traffic. Get his back up. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Canon Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Ade. This is episode 140. I'm here with the usual lads. Um, we've got, got ourselves a masked up Steve in the building. Stay safe, people. <laughs> we've, got, we've got ourselves a Benzema wannabe in, um, in Ifa. It's, it's, it's CR7, actually, but... Whoever you want to be. And we've got ourselves... Um, Mr. Gids, straight from um, from Accra, Ghana. Why are you doing that, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lads, how have you been, man? How's your week been? How's, how have we all been? You been good? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's well, been staying, good at, staying at home. It's been a bit, bit chilly recently. Um, no. Where have you been, mate? Been hitting these streets, man. Why are you hitting the streets, bro? You know what Boris said? I'm... I'm 25 now, man. Like, ain't got long left, in it? What the hell? On my 20s. On my 20s. On my 20s. So, you know, I've got, to, I've got to make the most of it, innit? I've got to hit the streets. So, just as long as you're home. I can't let a bit 10... of COVID stop you. Just as long as you're home before 10 pm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so, lads, football, 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 football. It's been a very interesting week, to say the least. But there's been a lot of penalties, a lot of handballs. Um, quite a few drama-filled matches. Let's start with probably one of the least drama-filled matches because we, I think we all knew how the score was going to go. Liverpool versus Arsenal on uh, Monday night, yesterday evening. The game ended 3-1. Lacazette put us ahead. And as we all know, um, it ended with a Jota debut goal. Um, oh, my apologies. So... Guys, like I said, it seems as though everyone kind of predicted us not winning that match. So, you know, how, how did you see it? Gids, I'll start with you because, you know. No, don't yeah. start with me, man. Don't start with me. Let, let's, let's start with you, man. Let's start with you. You always have um, quite polarising opinions. So I think you're probably the best place to start, mate. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how I was feeling as a fan watching that game. And um, i got to be honest, I was a bit disappointed with our approach in the first half. Um, I understand Liverpool are the better team. I understand that the head and shoulders above us, but I think we kind of reverted away a little bit from how we played against them in the Community Shield and also in the Premier League last season in the Emirates. I felt like we showed them way too much respect. Um it just looked like we were just trying to defend and then we'll just go... Like, Kieran Tierney, I love the player, but... He was going along way too much. Like, we can't always just do this route. One thing we were trying to do, um, we weren't even playing football at a point. We were just defending and then it would go out for a throw or something and then they'll just get the ball back. And it was really, really frustrating to watch, especially in the first half. I thought second half, um, 
the manager obviously said something and um, we came up better. We were actually playing, playing from the back, creating a few chances. Sabas came on, created a few. But ultimately, we Liverpool are just clear of us. Like, they are clear of us. Like, I even listened to what Arteta said after the game and he was like, sometimes there's nothing you can really do. Like, we were pressing them and then Van Dijk would just ping the ball to Salah's chest, bang, and they're out of the press and it's like, that's the quality that we're talking about. That's the quality that we're up against. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's why they paid 72 million or 75 million for him. And it's like, I was I was deeply disappointed. But like, guys, like normally when I when I watch football, I don't normally like to talk about the ref here. I don't normally like to. I like to just keep it as it is about what's happened on the field. But I've got to be honest, at the time, I didn't really speak about it. If I was thinking we weren't good enough, but... When I start when today, when I started looking over the highlights again and I watched the game again and I was thinking, we got hard done by man, I gotta be honest. Especially how VAR has been used this season. I think we got hard done by. So I'll start with um first three minutes where Mane punches TN in the face, you know. <laughs> I, I I got I gotta be honest, I I don't I can accept if it's not a red card. I can accept that. What mm. I can't accept is why it did not get reviewed at all. That's one thing I can't accept because you look at you look at like the Leicester game when we played last season, and then Vardy breaks Mustafi's face with his boot. That got no review, but then went and Ketia goes and nearly, rightfully so, got a red card when he nearly broke Justin's foot, leg, or whatever. But they showed seventy angles of it until the referee made the right decision, which was a red card. I can accept that. You look at Trent last season at the Emirates. A high foot. I can't remember who was against. But there was there was there was a clear high foot, no red card, no review, no nothing. Oh, I remember. I think it was Bellingham. I mean, and I was just thinking, like, why do we not get reviews with these stuff? Like, even even Diogo Jota's goal, yeah. I'm not too sure if it's handball or not. I've got to be honest. Given the rules, isn't it handball? From what I think it's I think it's ham- I think it's handball. But I think with that rule, it's left it to interpretation. So I can understand if we if it goes for us, or if it doesn't. But the fact they don't get reviewed is my issue. That got no review, bro. Do you know what I mean? Handball situations we've seen this season and that got no review. Mm. So I'm starting to think like, like what's, what's going on, man? You start looking back at like, I'm sorry to take it to, so far back, but I'm actually vexed. You start looking back at like, remember we played Crystal Palace last season and I think Socrates scored a last minute goal and then they ruled it out for like a little foul from Chambers and it weren't even a foul. Oh, yeah, but yeah, VAR, VAR would get involved in something that no, we didn't see on the naked eye, but VAR want to pick out something that didn't even look obvious but they want to review that, but they can't review money punching someone. You look at Pepe against Sheffield United last season as well. Should have had a penalty, no review. That oh, money one has been given in over the past year. You could probably look at a similar instance where that's been given as a red card. 100%. After you from red card. And I'm yeah. not even here to complain that we're not getting any decisions. I'm here to complain that VAR is not used correctly against Arsenal. That's my opinion. I don't think it's used correctly. We don't get reviews. We don't get reviews. Whether it's a foul, whether it's this, whether it's that, it's never checked thoroughly like it is when we do something to another player and that's what annoyed me when I looked at the game because I don't think Dogo Jota's goal should have stood I think potentially Mane could have been sent off maybe given the interpretation of the referee if he goes to the monitor who knows what he what he decides to do so that, that could have happened and that changes the complexion of the game but when it's Arsenal now bro they're showing 70 angles and trust me if David Luiz had punched Salah just know he's walking 100% if he'd done the same thing so I don't like to use excuses here, but there's a common theme I'm seeing with these, with these, with us in these games where we're not getting these decisions and we're not getting reviews. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. But back to the game, yeah, I think we were totally 
totally outclassed. I think Liverpool played their best game of the season against us. I've not seen them play. Obviously, it's only been three games, but I've not seen them play better mm. in the three games I saw them. They from start to finish, they were on it and they were better than us throughout the, the night. Um, but yeah, fine margins, man. Lacazette, Lacazette, man. Like I, I always, I, I was saying to my, I was saying to my brother yesterday. You know, we talk a lot about tactics and we talk a lot about you need to do this, you need to do that. But when you get an opportunity. Again, in a big game, 1v1, a top striker has to take that. A top to striker finish. has to take that. You have to finish that. It's got this, it's got nothing to do with oh, tactically this, tactically that. When you get a chance like that, put it away. Bro, that mm. makes it 2 2. And then we, we have 30 minutes, maybe change our game plan and try again. I'm not saying we're going to win or we're definitely going to get a point. But these are the fine margins. These are the fine margins that I just don't understand. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I, I've, I've said a lot. I've said a lot. But that's my. That's all my thoughts on the game. Right, fair enough. Ife, I want to ask you a question. Obviously, you're very um, critical of the manager. So when you see that team lineup come out, what are your initial thoughts? Um, honestly, this is like probably the first time in a while where, not that I was happy with the lineup, but I was just like, okay, because I feel like we're beginning to see a pattern where he kind of has where he's he said, okay, I've got this team, I've got to make the best out of it. And he kind of has like a personnel for like away games or against, sorry, against bigger opposition. And then when we're at home or against lesser opposition, he has another sort of like personnel. Because like, for example, last week against West Ham at home, he um, put Saka into the lineup and dropped Maitland-Niles. And Maitland-Niles, it's not like he played bad the previous game or anything like that. He just, he just did it. And then, this game, he's put um, Maitland Niles in. So, I'm like, given the fact that we're playing, there's there's about there's about a couple of games in the season where you look to and you say, okay, you know what? Like, no matter what, just like you can just accept the lineup, or you just you're just okay with it if it means if you can see that we're trying to get something from the game. And I feel like like Anfield away, that's probably like the hardest away away game of the season. And so I, I didn't really have any problem with it because. I don't mind Elneny. I think he's okay. He's not the man to take us to the promised land, but he's okay. Jacker, he's been good since he's he's come in, and the team was it was set up to kind of be a bit dogged in like out of possession, defend a bit better, and then try and attack and try and get something from from the game. So I, I don't really have any problems. I don't really Fair have enough. problems with it. If I'm being honest. Fair enough. All right. Let's take it over to um to Mr. Steve. So, Steve, I want you to... You watched the 90 Minutes, yeah? I want you to talk to me. Obviously, Gideon kind of took us through the match, but I want you to go into further detail on the match itself. Talk us through the goals and just tactically what you saw on the pitch. Um, I felt as though Liverpool were super aggressive. Um, mm. In terms of even opportunities to do our thing where we, we, we try and build up from the back. You know that same guy that we scored from goal kicks? through to Aubameyang, mm-hmm. it was almost impossible to build because Liverpool obviously set their trap and as soon as the first pass came out, they were at it. It was scary. And um, it was the same for France as well. We'd get throw-ins and you'd see Tierney and Bellerin taking ages to, to do the throw because where do you throw it? Because literally the whole team have pushed up to the pitch to where the corner is. It's, it's ridiculous, but it's credit to Liverpool. Um so in that sense, I felt a bit sorry for us. Like I gave us a bit of leeway. Uh, Gibbs was right in the first half. We were a bit passive. Second half, we pushed up a lot higher. And you could see that with um, Granit Xhaka and El Nene. 
like that that line of two were much higher they were closer to Lacazette um so I mean I'm Sorry? Yeah, I mean, our goal was good. It was another example of being able to beat that first line of um, pressure, play through. I think Ainsley Maitland-Niles sort of made a mistake with the cross. That was the wrong decision, but it worked out all right because Van Dijk and Robertson fluffed their lines and then Lacazette got a bit of luck and it goes into the back of the net. It's unfortunate that... So I'm just saying that's free and free now for Lacazette. Yeah, which is good for him. Um... It's unfortunate that we couldn't hold on to that lead for longer because if we if we did, maybe um, if we went in 1-0 up at halftime, who knows, maybe it's a different game. But once again, in another away game away from home, you know, we just, I don't know, maybe it's a mental thing, but we just lose that lead. Within how, much blame can we put on, how much blame can we put on Leno for that goal? I didn't think, it, it, I didn't look at Leno at all until Gibbs mentioned Who's, it. Who scored their first goal? It was... Um, the one that Leno like, Yeah, so Salah parried it. No, Salah shot, Leno parried it straight to Mane. I mean, I, I didn't look at Leno and think, you know, he should have done much better than that. But I think maybe a top keeper probably deals with that, innit? What do you guys think? Or is that harsh? All I'm saying is when Martinez, and I'm not even, I don't want to do the whole Martinez, blah, 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 because yeah. Martinez, he's gone now, innit? Yeah, yeah. We've got Leno, that is it. But that's, he doesn't, Leno doesn't fill me with confidence. When I see him do things like that, I'm, I'm like, what? I've got, I got to be honest, for me, I was, I was shocked. I, I, like, I, know Len, I know what Leno's flaws are. Normally it's his um, handling from like crosses, his aerial presence and stuff yeah. like that. That's normally what his flaws are. But shot stopping, I've always thought that, yeah, this keeper's a good shot stopper and he normally yeah. sa- saves it or stops the ball in it yeah like you know what I'm saying he'll save it round the post he never saves it and it goes back into like the danger area so when I saw that I was like rah and even and even even before this like even since Martinez has been gone he's been playing he's had some shaky moments a lot more than I noticed before I don't know like you said it might be because we're so accustomed to Martinez and he looked like he wasn't making any errors but I don't know do you know I think do you know I think it might be as well it may be the fact that Obviously, he's come back from injury, so like, there's a kind of mental like, I I can't say anything. I can't give you anything to suggest that this is the case, but he may be thinking about being a bit too cautious now. Like he like there's there's, there's certain things that maybe like sometimes when the players just come back from injury, mm-hmm. I can't remember the, the injury he had as well. I think it was something to do with his knee. So like, he doesn't really want to like dart out. Like he maybe he's he's like he's although he's. Guy. Yeah, maybe he's although he's like a hundred percent back, he may not feel at his like peak form yeah, like, physically. Sense. So that could be a factor. Makes sense. This, the second goal was disappointing. Um, oh, Trent, by the way, first half especially amazing. Honestly, mm. that guy's ridiculous. Mm. Um, I don't understand how he manages to cross the ball. I got to be honest. It's, it's fake. It's, it's, it's almost like he's doing it off the like the way he just spins around and just goes bang, and it's yeah, just it's landing like, someone's head. Is that what it is? It's like. It's like it's like um, he's guessing, but it's yeah. on the money every single yeah, time. So yeah. it, he can't be. It's on the money every. Oh, it's insane. Even that little neat one, that low sort of dro- driven one into Mane, where Leno just parried it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like ridiculous. Anyway, um, yeah, that was an annoying goal to see. The second one was annoying because that was just avoidable. Um, Leno, I'm sorry, Bellerin probably gets a bit too tight to Mane. I put on William. 
And then Willian obviously doesn't get back in time as well. Yeah, I'll put that on Willian. I think Willian wasn't helping Bellerin yeah. as much as he should have been in that first half. But yeah. Bellerin was, he was getting too, he was getting too drawn in. Yeah. Similar yeah. to um, Juan Bissaka in the, in the Brighton game. Yeah, we'll yeah. get onto that. Yeah, yeah spot we'll on. Um, yeah. Um, Elneny, by the way, some moments he was decent. Had a good game. Yeah, he had a good game. I like that little shimmy he did. Beat them, be a bit of pressure, passed it into Sabayas. Sabayas did the through ball to Lacazette. Do you know what I've noticed? I found with El Nenny, he's a good player in. So obviously, there's four, <laughs> there's four. What's it called? There's four phases of the of the game. There's the attacking transition, defensive transition, on the ball, off the ball. I feel like off the ball and on the ball, he's good. He's tidy. He's a calm player. Like he doesn't really do much wrong, if we're honest. But I think his biggest flaw is that he's not adventurous enough, and he's yeah. not. So in an attacking transition, he's not the guy you want on the ball. He's the guy that you want to pass the ball to the creative player that's going to do something with the ball. And yeah. that's 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 his biggest um, flaw, I guess. But yeah, in the game, he was all right, I think. Yeah. I think he was all right. As, as um, one more before I finish off, Lacazette. Um, like, I like him and everything, but in terms of what he's being asked to do, it's clear that he can't do it because... For some reason, he just doesn't seem to be fit enough. It takes a lot out of him. He looks like he's ambling around a lot of the time. I, mean, I, I, I typed out an example in the group chat yesterday where he tried to make a run. Obviously, the ball didn't come back to him and then he was knackered from the run, so he didn't get back in time. We won the ball back and it was a great opportunity to fizz it into him and then just do that switch over to Aubameyang on the left-hand side. But he didn't get back in time on onside for when the ball came back because he was tired. But a lot of the time, and you could hear Arteta screaming, Fabinho, Fabinho, like sit on Fabinho, Fabinho. He just, he couldn't do it, man. It's like the offensive... Not, he, he's not a 90-minute player. It's, it's not even It's not like he's heavy. He's, he's, yeah, like, he's light. I, I said, I said it, like, and like, it comes across like, it comes across like I'm being super critical, but I said, I don't feel like he's cut out for the Prem physically. Because, I, like, when you said that, I thought you meant in terms of like being able to deal with the physical presence of centre-backs like he gets bullied off the ball and stuff I feel like that a little bit I feel like that that is the case a little bit but like but that's yeah but he he can like there are times where he does he's able to get the better of them but I feel like that does happen a lot but when I say like I don't think he's physically cut for the prem like obviously he's like he's he's a good like he's a good finisher he can put the ball in the back of the net he strikes the ball cleanly like so he's he's a good striker but I just don't feel like he like physically he can he can meet the demands of the prem like, like I like I said I, was, I can't remember what there was one game it was last season like I was watching the game and everyone else like, like when you like even not even him like when you see a Bamiyang running and moving about it looks effortless like Pepe effortless. Sabios effortless, even someone like Jacka a little bit, but like attacking players, Woody and effort. Like when you see their movement, it looks effortless. When it's like as like I'm not even trying to be rude, but it looks like he's running through sand. Like he, like he, it looks like every every all his movement, everything he does, it looks laboured. Like it doesn't look effortless. Like, it looks like he has to like try to do like to make these runs or like try to run with the ball or when he's controlling the ball, like he, he just looks like he always has to try whereas with other players it's it just like it, does, it doesn't look they're trying so I just don't like I feel like in another league he'd probably like and to be fair in France he looked a lot better but I feel like in an, or maybe you've got like a, the injuries he's had here but I just don't feel like physically he can like he's, he's not think, he's not what you want in the Prem I think for Lacazette I think I think he can hack the demands of the Prem, but I'm just not sure if he can hack the demands of the manager or 
the way we want to play in terms of our number nine because normally, like predominantly, or especially back in the day, your striker doesn't didn't normally need to do too much in terms of movement, in terms of in terms of energy, like you would ex- like on the pitch, and like, only off the ball movement in the box. You, you like, other than that, what was your striker really doing? But now the game's evolving. Now managers want you to press. Now managers want you to our position drop deeper. Do you know what I'm saying? There's more to it in terms of what like, is that I, 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 don't, I don't think that's the case because even when, when he first came, remember like under Wenger, Wenger always used to drag him off after like 70 or so minutes. And remember, like we we always used to we always used to like we used to come on this pod literally every week and say, Oh, why why is why is Wenger dragging him off? Why is Wenger dragging him um, dragging him off? Like he sh- we should leave him on later because he he'll be able to like capitalize on like defenders like being more fatigued in the game. I it's, I feel like since like maybe we just I don't think it's something that we're we're only just noticing now, but since he's been in the league, I don't, I don't think he's been like physically, like he's been physically up for the prem, because like under yeah. all under all managers, like we like under all three all three managers we've had, there's there's been a lot of times that what that Wenger used to always drag him off. Under Emery, there was like a period like when like he wouldn't keep like he wouldn't always play ninety minutes. Yeah, Emery, like, under Emery or Emery used to drag him off. Even mm-hmm. under Arteta, like especially towards the beginning, and now like he he'd always bring on um Enketia for Lacazette. So I, I I just think like physically, and it, it's like Steve said, it's weird because it's not like he's heavy or anything like that. I just I just don't. That's why I just don't feel like he he can physically hack it. Fair enough, right, lads. We've um. Spoke a lot about Arsenal. We're not going to get into the um, Awa party stuff because you've heard us. You've heard us speak about that. I think we'll be better once something actually happens. Then you know we'd have something to say. But um, yeah, let's let's take it away from Arsenal. Let's go on to the other title challenges. Um, I'm talking about Leicester City. They they smashed Man City, didn't they? They actually, that's the only way I can describe it. They they smashed them, and. Um, I don't know how many of us saw that coming, but um, do you think they smashed them? Yeah, they smashed them still. What scoreline was? Yeah. No, I think I think I think they played on that. They smashed them. No, City didn't. City didn't look like they were gonna do nothing really. No, I don't. I don't think they like dominated them on the pitch though. As they smashed them on the pitch, but they caught them cold, and City were very reckless in terms of the decision making defensively. I couldn't believe what I said. I was sad when I watched. After yeah. I finished watching that, it was sad. Defensively, this is a theme of that, a running theme with City. Unfortunately, like that goes back to last season. I remember the Chelsea game um, where they hosted Chelsea at home, and I think they ended up winning like three one or something, maybe two one. Um, no, was it three one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where every time they lost the ball, they looked like. In tran- Chelsea looked amazing in transition. Oh, do you mean do you mean when Chelsea lost or won? No, when Chelsea lost, it was at the Etihad. Oh yeah, that was two one. Two one, yeah, two mm. one, yeah. So that, those were the, fir- the the first signs where I thought, oh, City aren't the same in terms of how they are when they lose the ball. They're not getting the ball back straight away, and they're allowing teams to actually attack their back line. And it's been a theme throughout that, the back end of last season. And then we saw it again yesterday, but. What was so damning about yesterday was the fact that the penalties, first of all, were shocking. Walker, you know, it can be clumsy, fair enough, but for it to happen again, obviously, he won't hit. Was it Garcia the next time around? That it was Garcia, yeah. Walker, and what was yeah. the other one? It was Garcia, then Mendy. Yeah, Mendy. Even. Um, oh, no, there was only two. There was only two. Three. 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 Three penalties. Three penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tillman scored the last one. 
He scored the first one. Oh, Vardy um, scored two, and then he got that flick as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, and even the reaction when Madison was going towards goal to finesse it, like there was no reaction to try and press the ball. So it was one of them performances almost like the players had thought, yeah, like, I can't even be bothered anymore. So that was what was so worrying. That's why I was sad. But um, yeah, it was damning. Hopefully City can recover, man, because <laughs> if they don't, Liverpool are going to win another um, Premier League title. Obviously, they've, they've got defensive reinforcements coming in. Yeah, Ruben Obviously. Diaz is coming in, which is going to be 400 million spent on defenders since <laughs> Pep's arrival. I think 800 million spent all in all. Is that, is that true? No way. Um, he spent 800 million since he's been there. Something like that, yeah. I don't think he spent... <laughs> out eight, I refuse to believe he spent <laughs> he spent 800. Bro, he spent almost a billion pounds since he's been in the Premier League. If Pep has spent that alone, that's crazy. I don't think it's just Pep. Because really, who's like... <laughs> that Laporte, Laporte, Mendy, Walker, Diaz now. Did he buy Otamendi? No. No. Um, Sane? Rodri. Mahrez. Sane, Mahrez. Fernando Silva. Fernando Silva. Jesus. Who? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, it could be 800. It's not... I don't, like... Six... Laporte was 16. I think it's 800. I'm pretty sure it's 800 and it's 1 billion since... The season before, I believe. Mate. But I will find that. Yeah, that that's um that's incredible. Obviously he's done well, but that's still mad. Um I saw I saw, did you see the Monday night football breakdown of the center backs that Pep Guardiola signed? No. Know. Yeah, so basically they, they ruled off all the signings that Pep's made for center backs at Barca, Bayern and City. And I think yeah. only two of them out of eight have been a success. So there's PK. Two, yeah. So there's PK. There were two other centre-backs that I'd never heard of. I don't think they they, they rarely played, basically. Bayern, he signed Benatia, which I, I don't think that went well. If it maybe, you know... It was okay. Yeah. Um, but it was, didn't he, did he sign Boateng? No. no. No, that was the season before. I know. And then... Um, at City, he signed Stones, um, Ake and Laporte. And obviously Laporte's sort of a success so yeah he yeah, that could be like, was alluding to the fact that maybe he doesn't he, he hasn't got the eye for a centre back what do you guys think mm. yeah, I mean yeah, based on that you could you could argue yeah well I think do you know what it might not even be um, the fact that he doesn't have an eye for a centre back it's that how he like it's there's like he obviously likes ball playing centre backs but they're not a lot of good ball playing centre backs that because like, I'd say the majority of ball playing centre backs they're great on the ball but in terms of actual defending they're not that great like there's like there's not a lot of great defenders who are who are ball players like if you look if you look at do you think it's do you think it's on him or do you think that the quality of centre backs have just not been what they used to be I think I think it's a bit of both I think it's a bit on him and a bit on the fact that the type of centre backs he wants like because like if like if you look at the majority of ball playing centre backs that are also good defenders, a lot of them are, are already at top teams, so it's kind of hard to get them, to to get them. The only like one he probably could have got was Van Dijk, because I'm like maybe could have got. But, go on. No, the thing that worries me about this signing, 
I don't know. I've never watched this guy. I don't know if he's any good, but yeah, it seems like he's third on their, their pecking order in terms of what they yeah. wanted to do. They wanted they, to Kula Kula they, they, they wanted Kula Bali. Kula Bali. And they wanted the guy from Sevilla, couldn't get him. Well, I don't know his name. The, oh, like, Ku, Ku, yeah. Ku something. Yeah. yeah, and then they've gone for this guy. So, mm. I, don't, I, I don't know if I can read into that, but I don't know. Get what you yeah. In, t- in terms of the game, though, I feel like, yeah, I think Steve pretty much covered it. I, f- I think it's just, it's just something like, it's actually unacceptable. But I, but I don't, like, although there's probably like, we're going to have to see the bigger picture before I, before me personally start talking about Pep. But in terms of that game, fam, when, when was the last time, not even let's say Pep, but when, not, I'm not even talking like a top six side. When was the last time you saw a team concede three penalties? In one game, and it's not and like it's not even like it's not like oh, okay one was like a handball like all three of them were defensive like defenders making mistakes. That's that, that's rare, like three in one game. That's actually so rare to see. So I I, I just feel like like that game like the players have to take responsibility for that because they weren't they went one one up with a great goal by Mares. They kind of looked on top of it, and then it's like literally every time Vardy like running behind or started running at them they they just they just lost their heads and it's. Yeah. So what do you reckon, mate? We haven't heard much from you about the city. Do you think this is um? Are we looking at Pep, the demise of Pep? Not the demise of Pep. This is three games. Can't say that. But what's going on there? Is it is it deep or is it just a bad game? I think I think he's I think he's unlucky in terms of it's a bit of both. It's a lot. Of, there's a combination of factors. I think I said it to you guys. I remember in the chat. I think his squad is as much as he spent. His squad is kind of thin because of the injuries he has. Like, I looked at his team, and even when I looked at the lineup, I saw Sterling as a false nine, and then I saw Mares, and then I saw who was it? Foden. Yeah. Like, no disrespect to these players, you know, but I remember seeing City's front three back in the day, and it was arguably one of the, the easiest, the best in the Prem, or maybe even in the world. And then I'm seeing Foden, Sterling. And Mahrez, don't get me wrong, I'm not even disrespecting Sterling, he's a top player, but as a false nine, that's that's mm. obviously not going to be, he's not going to be as attack, as threatening. And then Foden is still a young kid coming up and then is quality baller, don't get me wrong, but I just thought, nah, this this, this ain't no, it. Obviously no, no guy fell, was he? <laughs> yeah, trust me. Um, <laughs> obviously, they're missing Aguero, they're missing Jesus, which is unlucky, man. Like, to, to lose both your strikers to injury, top strikers yeah. as well, it's unlucky. Bernardo Silva out, I don't think they've replaced Sani, which is which I don't understand personally. Well, apparently they have with Ferran Torres. But the thing is, they don't. I feel like they don't have like. Obviously, I don't know much about this Ferran Torres guy, but having like City having um, Sane, Sterling, and Mares, that was a luck. I feel like that that was a luxury because that's three arguably world class world class players to choose from as your two wide players. Mm. I don't think any other team in the Prem has that. And I think with this, if I'm Pep, wrong, yeah, no, you're, no, you're spot on. But I think with Pep, normally he's used to having so much quality that even if there is injuries, there is other personnel to call upon. But when you look at that team, I thought he's struggling. He had to bring on that Delap geezer. I don't know yeah. much, too much about him. He looks good. I show him in the Carabao Cup game against Bournemouth. Great goal he scored, and he looks like he could be a decent striker in the future. But like when I look at Pep and his teams, normally you're, you're used to seeing star-studded players all over, and it wasn't the case. But it is what it is. He has to make do with what he has. And it's another game where if he doesn't have 
the so-called world-class players or quality players on the pitch, he kind of does crumble. Like I've not, I've, I'm not even trying to dig at Pep, but I've not seen Pep with a substandard team or a team where he's had a lot of injuries and actually still being able to impose himself or like actually like still win a, a like a good game. Similar to a Klopp. What do you mean? Similar to Klopp. Klopp hasn't had great players throughout his um, time at Liverpool, but you can see that he still managed to get results and he still managed to get through. Do you not yeah, agree? Yeah, no, I agree. A Jose. Jose's worked with like, look at Porto, for example. He won a Champions League with Porto. Yeah. You can say that. I, I agree with all of that. I'm not even saying that like, <clears throat> he should, he has a right to go out and win this game, but it's like, I didn't even see the same principles I'm used to seeing mm, from a Pep mm. team. It was mm. completely strange. I didn't, like, they weren't threatening. They didn't play that good. They had a lot of the ball, which mm. they're always going to, Pep is always going to have the ball. But in terms of the patterns of play, the intensity, it wasn't the same. You guys having Rodri? Sorry? Rodri, are you having Rodri? I think he's basic. Mm. I've got to be honest, but that's just my opinion. I think he's basic. I don't think he's dead. I think he's all right. But I think I he's think a basic. I, 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 I think he's good. I think he's a calm player. Um, but I always knew it was going to be a tough game for City. Leicester actually know how to play against City. I remember, oh, what game was it? Obviously, the Wiley Hatchick, no one's going to forget that. But there was a game that they had, which they lost in the end. I think they lost like 3-1. But was it Morris scored like a filthy goal for Leicester? I'm not even talking about that one, but that's another example exactly. When they won the title, I think they won the league that year. No, but, I'm not... Was was that hard? It might have been, actually. Yeah. It was, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, Normally, Leicester know. How no, it to... wasn't. It wasn't when they won the league because it was when it was Pet's first season. Sorry, it was Pet. I'm, 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 I remember because it was Pet. Like Pet was in the team. It was Pet's first season, and Mario okay, scored cool. one filthy goal. What are they had? It might. I can't, it might have been the Ayad. It might oh. have been King Power. No, but normally, like Leicester, are really good at like soaking up pressure and like beating them on transition. Like you can even remember the company screamer. That was a tough game for them. If company didn't score that goal, it could have been nil nil. I think last season they went a goal down to um. Fardy, but then obviously the quality just showed in the end and they managed to turn the game around. But Leicester notoriously is a tough game for City. So I always thought, okay, I think today's going to be a tough game. But I couldn't foresee for what... I, that, that's not acceptable. That's mm. not acceptable. To concede the, 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 the penalties that they did in the manner that they did, it's not acceptable. Like Garcia, he has to get fined for that. I think, he he's, I think he's trying to... Um... He's trying to force his move to Barcelona. That's unprofessional. That's yeah. unprofessional. That, that, that makes me sick. When I saw That's that, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. Like, Mendy, bruv. Come on, man. Yeah. Nah, He's man, that's frustrating. I'm, like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I honestly don't know what's happening. I'm, I'm surprised City haven't... Obviously, like, they can't always throw the money throw, um, money at the issue. But I'm surprised they haven't looked look to try and replace him. I'm like, that one, I'm like, gen- like with like Aguero, like, to be fair, I kind of feel like... Obviously, they feel like maybe Jesus is the answer, <laughs> but... You can say, like, with Aguero, although you kind of want to move on from him because he's getting older, keeps getting injured, but he's still, like, a world-class striker and all this stuff. But Mendy, apart from, like, a couple of games, he's never really, like, shown his worth. And I'm really surprised that they haven't tried to address that. OK, guys, I'm going to ask you a question, yeah? Just looking at Man City's team now, mm-hmm. is, is Man City's team currently, no additions right now, is Man City's team good enough to win the Premier League? Yes. Yeah. It's good enough to win so. the Premier League. I, I, think, I think so. I think no. so. No. I think because I I feel I feel like we're overreacting a bit because like okay say what do you mean the the, the squad they have right now what, I, the squad? So. I know they got yeah injured. the squad they have right now yeah because because if when Aguero eventually does come back hopefully he comes back soon uh, um sorry Aguero Mares and Sterling that's still a top wait we're including Ruben Diaz right 
So that's oh. more defensive. I guess so, yeah, because I stand now. Nah, he's no. an FM legend, though. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. he's an FM yeah, legend. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But, um, that's yeah, deep. like... Sorry, I'm not going anywhere. But, yeah, like... Like, like as with their current squad, so I'm going to go top to, top to bottom, Mares, Suarez, um, sorry, oh, Mares, Aguero and Sterling, that's still, like, a top three, front three. Their midfield is still amazing. They've got KDB, Bernardo, Foden, Gundogan, Rodri, Fernandinho to choose from. Their backline is the shaky bit, but Walker, I think Walker's he's good. He's he's a good he's a good prem right back. Their centre backs is probably the bigger issue. Mendy, I'm not too sure about him. And obviously Edison is probably a top three to five goalkeeper in the league. So I feel like their team is definitely league, still good at easily. Yeah, easily. So, so I, I thought you were gonna say feel, Lord. Yeah, you can and you can argue the world. So their team is definitely like more than capable of winning. Steve, why did you say no? Yeah, Steve said no. No, no. Sorry, I misinterpreted the question. No, because I think Liverpool are the strongest. No, no. Of course they can. They've got the squad to win the league. So I, sorry, I know I'm just dragging this, but I'm just trying to understand like how you guys think about Pep. But like, so surely he should, if he gets gapped again by Klopp. Yeah. Yeah. There's questions to be had. Is that yeah? That's my. I, next, think, is I, there think, I think we started that. I think he'll leave. I think he'll, this is is this the last year of his contract? I think so. Yeah, this is the yeah. longest he's ever spent in our club as well. Yeah, if, if they, Why do you think, guys? Guys, like, is Pep number one? This is this is what I'm getting at. Is Pep like when you actually look at it? When, when you look at his reaction, season, sorry, sorry to cut season, you in. Sorry to cut you in quickly, but even from Steve's reaction, saying he thinks he will leave, like, if that was Klopp on the other end, do you guys think he will just cut? Because I don't see that. So with Pep here, it's like when he when he faces adversity. Can he hack it? Has he ever faced adversity in his career? Number one, that's the question. Yeah. I'm when he when he joined Barcelona, they weren't they weren't the dominant hey, side. In I need to ask you guys. Yeah, but 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 even that even the team the year when Madrid won the league with Mourinho, they like Madrid were like a lot. So you can count that as adversity. I don't know how much when, you want to bring you it have down the to. World's best player. Guys, that's, that's that's not adversity, bro. He's not expected to win the league every single year. Of course, he's going to lose one league title. But I'm so. Talking- so, so Done. So what? So what do you mean by adversity? Because I don't, I don't understand. When I'm talking adversity, I'm talking like actually building. Like, so it looks like I think I think Barcelona definitely that wasn't like a foregone conclusion. They weren't the, they weren't the Barcelona that they were before he came in. I think Bayern, you can say they were trouble winners. So, so I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't count that. I can understand that. I can understand someone saying like he just inherited a great squad, or whatever. But he did have them playing fantastic football when he left, changed mm. the culture of the club. And then Man City, he built his team. Do, yeah, Man City weren't doing hundred points before Pep Guardiola. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So oh. I, I feel like he has, he he's, you know, he's earned that kind of respect as a manager, in my opinion. So is he number one for you? For me, he's the best manager in the world. Yeah, maybe not currently. If you if you want to say Klopp currently, but if we're saying who's the best manager in the game, I'm saying Pep. Yeah, I'm saying Pep. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. yeah. All right, lads. Um, we spoke about, you know, a washed French player. We spoke about, you know, potential bad team building. So that um that takes us swiftly onto Manchester United. Um you look at Pogba. You look at Paul Pogba. Nah. You look at the fact they've only signed one player who you can say that is not even addressing their core issues, you know. As we've been podding, it seems as though Dortmund have rejected a, a bid of up to 100 million for Jadon Sancho. Um, 
you know, they they flipping stole one. If you ask me, they stole one against Brian because Brian were head and shoulders a better team in that game. Manchester United were playing as if they were a bottom 10 team who had just come to a top six side and they were counter-attacking for their lives. And they managed to scrape one out of the flipping gutter with a 3-2 win. Kids, I know that game left you very angry, so I want to start with you. Talk to me about what you saw. You know, they're awful. You know, they're awful. I've got to be honest. Like, when I watched that game, I was like, this is not quality. This is, this is United. <laughs> like, this is actually Manchester United. But we're used to seeing at least some sort of quality. You're playing Brighton. Like, we're not, we're not even talking that like, next week they're going to play Spurs, yeah? So maybe if they come in that type of, with that approach, I can understand. But you're playing Brighton and you're allowing them. Bro, I think if we check the statistics here, I think they had more position, you know, and they probably had more shots. I can't lie. I think Brighton dominated in every area of the game. Like, they hit the bar five times. Brighton, Brighton had 53% possession. That is true. And they definitely had more shots. I could tell you that from watching the game. They had 18 shots. United bro, had seven. 18? Why are they peppering you up? Like, bro, they hit the bar five times. Yeah. Like, so if the, if the ball was like a couple inches to the left or to the right or below, we're looking at 7-2. On or another 7-3. day, on another day, Brighton are scoring five goals. I, I, I couldn't do another day because I don't, I don't trust Brighton to do that. But bro, they peppered them. They absolutely I, I, peppered them. I gotta be honest, I, Paul Pogba. Like I've been saying on the pod, I'm not even gonna go lay into him too much because I genuinely think he's ill. I genuinely think he should not be playing. I think Van der Beek should maybe be in his place because we need we need to start a dialogue on Paul Pogba because no, no, I refuse to do that. I refuse to, do that. bro. He had Corona in it because this is out of character. What I'm seeing from Paul Pogba is not Paul Pogba. It's like, crazy. It's this is crazy. bad. He's El Nenny level right now. No disrespect to El Nenny, but that's how far he's dropped. He's dropped badly. But I, I honestly think he's ill. Like he's- you know what? You know, you know when um, what year was it that De Gea had that rubbish World Cup? 18. 2018. Was it twenty eighteen? Yeah. Same same year that France won the World Cup. Yeah. This might be reactionary, and I could be completely wrong. But since the World Cup that they won. What can we say about Paul Pogba's level? I can't, no, because, no, no. I'm asking, I'm asking. That's what I'm saying, I, I could be wrong here. that following season, Oli came in and then Pogba was unbelievable. No, but that was the lead-up to the World Cup, Steve. That was okay. the lead-up to the World Cup. That was the lead-up to the World Cup, no? No, it was after. Post- was that 29? Was it's that 20? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, so no, right. when Oli first came in, Pogba was unbelievable. Yeah, but that was for how many months though? No disrespect. The back end of the season, yeah. yeah. But then into the next season, did, did that fall he, continue? He was, injured. he was injured. He was injured for most of it, innit? He had a great start to the season against Chelsea. He played sick, two assists on that. And, he and went, I think, when he came back after lockdown, he was good. Like, he was really good. No, but he wasn't. This, like, this isn't balling out of control. Paul Pogba, is it? <laughs> no, come on, because like, no, you're, you're being reactionary. Because remember, after the... Um, when he came back from the project after Project Restart, mm-hmm. people started to like. Okay, maybe it was probably just United. But fans. I was, but I was more but so people, the people, front three. Like, no, I was no, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't just the front three because people were bringing back. They were, they were bringing back the KDB Pogba things. People like, <laughs> you know, like during that period, people were saying, "Nah, there's like, there's like, look how clear Pogba is of the league." Do you like, know what I'm thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking. Steve um, reminded me of when Oli first came in. Pogba, he got the best out of Pogba. I remember that. And he got the best out of United's attackers. But when was the last time we saw 
a sustained period of just good football from Paul Pogba. He's inconsistent. Yeah, you're right. It's, that's his issue. He is inconsistent. It's true. No, but that's it's, that's not good enough. Like the, the best players in the world, like we get on to, who do we get on to for being inconsistent? I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say Ozil, but he's just finished, aren't it? But we get on to players for being inconsistent. Yeah. Not to defend him. I mean, I mean, not to excuse him, but do you not maybe feel like the inconsistency is is part because when when a player is inconsistent, they have to take half of the blame at least. So could, could you not say half of it is on him, and also half of it is the inconsistencies at United? Mm. Because because if if United as a whole were playing well all the time, and then for stretches he's playing well, then he's playing not, then he's not playing well. I would maybe say you know what, that's more on him because whether he's playing well or not, the team the team as a whole is still playing well. But then. You see, but then again, you could flip it because when United are playing well, Pogba's playing well. And when United aren't playing well, Pogba's not playing well. So I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Izzy, you're going to make a point. Yeah, no, I was, I was literally just going to echo what Effa was saying. I was thinking maybe because of the manager that's managing this man. I think maybe we have to start looking at maybe that might be the case. I mean, Jose Mourinho didn't work with Paul Pogba. That was evident. Mm. And now he's got... A coach that's not that's not an, he's not an excellent coach. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't really know what he's doing, so that might be a factor into why Pogba's playing the way he's playing. But at the end of the day, I, I totally agree with you, um, Adi. I don't know how long we can keep talking about poor Pogba. And bro, bro, it's it's getting it's coming to the point where it's becoming a chore now. Yeah. Like I think Man United, if Man United turn around and say we're going to sell this guy, I think I would understand it. Because oh my god! No, no, no. Do you know? Do you know what it is? I feel like you're you doing this just to people <laughs> mad. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not because, bro. Like, I got mad love for Paul Pogba. I think he's sick. But if they're not going to get their money's worth and they're not going to get consistent performances from him, maybe cash in before it's too late. Does he has he even signed a new deal? No, he hasn't. No. You're running down his value. I'm. I'm not even trying to be funny right now. If he, he gets he's up, running down his yeah. own value. I can't lie. If he gets up, no, but it's Man United's value though because he can walk and he won't care. But Man yeah, United yeah. didn't get nothing. Yeah, I get you. So Man United are gonna have to come to a point and be like, bro, this guy's hardly playing like a three million pound player right now. Do we try and get like 60, 70 million for him? <laughs> no, they're not no, getting so, 60, 70 for Paul. He's gonna pay hundred. So you would. You oh, would get hundred percent. He's marketable. Hundred percent. Who's paying that man? Who's paying that? Obviously, like, it goes back to the whole argument that people say about, oh, he has to be on the left side of midfield and all this stuff. But say if he was to become available, a lot of these big teams would, they'd look at it like this, or maybe that, I'd, I'd like to think they'd look at it like this. When he was in, in Juventus, in a stable, consistent, solid side, he was excellent. Bro, when he's years, we were talking about oh, years. Oh, let, let me finish. Let me finish. When when he was when he plays for France in a stable, consistent, solid side with other good players around him, he's he's amazing. So they that a lot of these clubs were probably thinking, we're solid side, Juventus is solid side, Bayern, all these stuff. We've got a, like we've got good players around. He will thrive with. He's more likely to thrive with us. So for sixty million, seventy million, they'd, they'd happily take. I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm actually deep. As if I was talking, I'm not gonna lie. I think I'd sell him. I think I tell him. Do you know why? I know it sounds crazy, and I've always thought that that supporters that want Pogba sold is crazy. But I'm looking at it from this perspective: 
they, I don't think since Paul Pogba's got to Man United, they've had one consistent season from him. Like one where it's like amazing, world class season. Sorry, I think the Ibra season. What year was that? I'm not sure. What Mourinho's first season? 16, yeah, 17, yeah. Yeah, I, that's the best Paul Pogba I've seen. Um, was that levels? I thought he was really good that season, I'll be honest. Like, what class? <sighs> like, could you, could you compare that season to Mesut Ozil 15, 15, 16 or like KDB 1920 or who else, who, who else has had I, a I, Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I just think that's the best Paul Pogba we've seen. And that's not even mad levels, but okay, cool. Let's just say, but one out of how many years? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, and he's running down his value too. It's, it's not like he signed a new. I, I don't. I think I disagree with you in terms of selling him because you don't sell your best players. Like no, no especially no, I, the way. Go on. Sorry, the, the thing is, there's circumstances to it now because if he's not going to sign a new deal, it comes to the point where the club have to be oh, like, okay, "Yo, are you staying okay. or not?" Okay. Because so to cut their losses, basically. You know what I'm saying? He's a very expensive asset. Okay. Okay. But he's making himself like he's devaluing himself, and that's not fair on the club. So the club needs to come to a point where they're like, "Cool, we're going to sell you now." So we can get something back, not for you to run down your value. We get nothing, and you mm. leave, and you don't do nothing for. It's a lose lose for Man United. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? So that's why I think they need to come to a point where, like, we're selling you, or you're signing a new one. I, I, I want to talk on another Man United asset. Um, resident, no, no, we'll go into Rashford. We'll go into him. Res, resident um, guest Camnis obviously he has an agenda against a few Man United players. Paul Pogba being one of them. Another one is um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Awful. Do you know what it is? I was one of his defenders for a long time, but apart from tackling, oh come, hey, Steve, hey, Steve, hey, come on. Did you watch the game? I didn't watch the game, but come on. I can't. I can see why United fans aren't happy with Wambasaka. I'll say I that. I understand that. As but, they, but guys, I don't know what United fans were sipping last summer. Yeah. But Wambasaka has not changed. This is the same Wambasaka at Crystal Palace. This is the same Wambasaka that played in that Chelsea win, four 0 Where everyone was like, "Oh my God, he locks down the whole right hand side all by himself." Whole, huh? No, no, no. I, I fully get what you're saying, and I agree with you. But this is why I always say that Man United are skunked because they saw <laughs> one good season from Palace. And spent no, fifth. It's not even that. It's the profile of right back that you're looking for. This was not the right profile of right back they should have gone for. Shouldn't have gone for one Bissaka. Bro, no, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. I can't no. lie, Steve. I've got to be honest, he's awful. You know, he's you know, he's not, he's not who, who was on this at? You see Solly March? Yeah. How can I check his individual shots? Steve, can you whip up that app? Um, no, he had at least that five. Zone. I don't have no, a no, description no. for 2021. 20, Sorry. Like. Solly March had a jolly up. Get an absolute jolly up. Time and time, time again, it kept happening. They kept yep. switching the ball yep. to him. Yep. Wamba was great. not making an adjustment. He did not make an adjustment. Like guys, Every forget, time the ball went to Solly March. Forget, forget the attacking aspect for a second. I need you guys, when you get a chance to watch the game, yeah? Forget the attacking thing. Defensively, positionally, Wamba was, was, was poor. awful. He was poor. If it's not a 1v1 slide tackle, yeah, yeah, there's nothing poor. there. He was getting drawn. Telling you, and you see what Bellerin was doing. Wambasaka was doing that for the whole game, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe the fact that he, they didn't make that adjustment because it kept happening up until he scored that goal in the ninety-second minute, wherever it was, kept happening. It was absolutely like when I say Man United were awful. Like the way they stole them three points is robbery. They yeah, like, it's robbery, yeah, yeah. Because Brighton were all over them. 
on the balance of the 90 minutes, Brighton were better. They deserved at least a point. Yeah. And they got robbed. Another penalty bells them out again. So you see Bruno Fernandes, yeah. Let's talk about this guy because he is the I've never seen a stat padder like him. He got an assist from the Rashford goal. Rashford did that himself. And then he gets a penalty. That was a very good ball though. Very Bro, good. Bro, but Rash, Rashford did most of the work though. But that's what Bruno... Yeah, I guess. But that's what Bruno's yeah, in the team to he's do. He's a stat padder, bro. Absolute stat. I couldn't believe it. And assisted a goal from that. No, but Bruno played... No, I won't say he played well. But I would yeah, say he was... If it weren't for Bruno, they don't win that game. Because Bruno, even for the even from the, their equaliser, that ball he fizzed into the back post. Like, I don't know who else on that pitch could have done that, except from Rashford. But it was, it's going out of play if Rashford does it. Oh. So... My, my point is here that Bruno is very important to Man United. He, over the balance of the 90 minutes, he's going to piss you off. But that ball he played to, to Rashford was... Come on, we have to give him credit for that. I thought that was a sick ball. I got to be I'm, I'm putting that more on Rashford. I think Rashford, that was a very good goal from him. No, yes. yeah. Totally, totally. But to, you have to play the ball, innit? Rashford yeah, don't score that unless the ball's played. So, Martial, nah. I forgot, was on the pitch, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, Matic was probably their best player. And he didn't even play outstanding. Um... Man United, they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. You know what, yeah? I have to be, like, I feel like me personally, like, I have to be a little bit consistent with the things I say. And like like I said, when we beat West Ham, I said that to get where you want to be in the league, like, you have have to steal games. Like, United didn't play well in the slightest. They shouldn't be stealing games against Brighton. I think that's the point. I I mean, yeah, I get get that that is the point. You you shouldn't have to steal Brighton away. Yeah, I I know. I I totally get that. But there's, like... Like we've always said, that like, this is their premise is the most competitive league, supposedly. And on that, on a given day, a team like Brighton can give you troubles. And sometimes you just have to like you have to just get out of that day. Like like this one was. If did you watch the game? I watched from like the second half, and I'm I'm not I, I'm not like disputing I anything. Feel like, that you said. No, I, I get what you mean about in terms of stealing games, but this one was United were poor. United, like, I'm, 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 robbery, I'm, I'm I'm, yeah, a hundred percent. It was, like, it was even a if you ask any Man United fan, do you deserve to win, or how do you feel after a, that? hundred percent. They're not happy. A hundred percent. But but that's like you take it. Sometimes you have to get it done. Like United, United weren't. Of course, you. Of course I, you feel, I feel like the, the maybe the concerning thing is is that obviously they've played two games now against Palace. They were awful. They lost three one against Brighton again. They were awful, and they and they managed to win. So like two. Two bad performances isn't isn't great to see, but hopefully, like you like you just you just say like you just hope that okay yeah we've we we didn't play well Brighton were clearly better than us on the day but we managed to get the win let's just let's just burn the tape from burn the tape from that match and let's move forward and let's hopes hopefully start to kick on but I like in terms of your analysis and and like maybe even your whole general point that you're like you're right that they were poor this this shouldn't this shouldn't keep um be happening this I don't think this is what any of us expected to see after two games especially from what we saw oh. from United from the back end of last season but they stole the game they managed to win it it could it could potentially be very crucial to them this win could no, be very no, crucial to them I, at the end of the season. I fully, just, I fully get that but my point is is that this number one we've seen before where they've managed to steal a game, but they don't deserve it. And then they'll, they'll probably go on and lose their next game or something. And number two, it's not sustainable what they're doing. Like, they can't keep relying on... No, it's penalty. not. That, that's, keep... that's, 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 what, that's why I said that. They've just, they just got to burn the tape from this game. You're not just... Oli, like, Oli should say to I, these guys... I can't lie. I don't think they should yeah. burn that tape. They should watch that tape very well and they should make adjustments. Bro, they have to change, bro. It's not even... Like, for example, like you know Liverpool, when they, when they played Leeds beginning of the season? 
that's where yeah. you're like, okay, champions still games because you know it was kind of an off day defensively for Liverpool to concede three goals at Anfield. You know that normally that's not really going to happen, but they still won the game. You dust yourselves down, you burn that tape and you go again. You beat Chelsea away, you beat Arsenal convincingly. That is when you call stealing games. But Man United is not stealing games. Man, this is their this is their level. This is what they're doing now. Like they're going to these teams like to get beaten how they got beaten by Palace and to get dominated how they got dominated by Brighton. This is now looking like form. They've got Spurs next. If they don't put in a performance, mm. there's cause for concern here. No, definitely. No, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with what you're saying. But I just feel like maybe because I, I when it, especially when it comes to a lot of games, I always look at it that game specifically. But I just feel like they stole this game. They shouldn't dwell on it too much and just like it's the it's the start of the season as well. They should just yeah. just look to like 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 I said this this game could give them the confidence or whatever that they need and then they start picking up form. So they just I feel like you, what Oli should just be saying to them guys is look, we can't keep winning like this. We 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 literally nick that lest but we've managed to get the win. That shows our mentality, our strength. You could just gas them up and say we've got Spurs next. Let's kick on them and start and get our season started. I want just to say it's like them. I want just yeah. to absolutely pam them. But all right, lads. Um, obviously, we kind of skimmed over the VAR stuff. Um, there's been a lot of penalties given this week. Uh, there's been a lot of goals this week. We saw West Ham absolutely demolish Wolves four 0 Don't know what happened there. We saw the late goal from Newcastle against Tottenham that ended one 0 uh, Leeds managed to beat Sheffield United. They start. They continue their strong start to the season. We also saw um, Everton make it three for three against Palace, two one. Um, there was another result that I wanted to discuss. Fulham, awful. Yeah, that's that's the last one. Fulham were absolutely awful. Jamie Carragher said he's never been more sure of anything in his life than <laughs> the fact that Fulham are going to go down. He said he's more sure that Fulham will go so down. Funny. He's more sure, <laughs> he's so more funny. convinced Fulham will go down than he is about Liverpool winning the, the league. It's mental. And um, yeah, last Are you saying week, that on TV. No, I think that's a fair statement. The second one, anyway. That's fair, but not, no, no, no pundit saying that. No other pundit is saying that on TV. It's just, it's what, just the first one or the second one? The second that's one. The second one. The second one. I'm more sure that Fulham are going to go down and Liverpool win the league. I think that's fair. <laughs> That's that's a fair statement, right. I think. Like, I, I think I think it's bad because Fulham were playing like defensively <coughs> actually terrible because they they were playing at home and they were playing Aston Villa. I mean, fair enough, Aston Villa they've they've gotten they've added some offensive reinforcements, but Aston Villa are not a team that you associate with getting goals. Well, based on what we saw last season, and they slapped them three 0 clean away from home. Bro, with the clean. Like, let me ask you a question: Are Aston Villa going to score three goals away from home again this season? Most likely not. Probably. No, I don't think so. Would you put money on that, Steve? I'd put money on it. It's the Prem. Maybe West Brom. I'd say probably West Brom, but there's not many sides that are going to do that to you. Oh, let's talk about Fat Frank. He's not getting away with it. That's exactly where we're going to end this. So, Fat Frank, he, you know, the... um, the interest in Declan Rice seems to be real. It seems as though they want loaded players... That's crazy. Spend around 40 mil to get him in, which will take his tally up to 40. Yeah, apparently. Is that it? I think, I think that's apparently. Um, that will take his tally up to about 600 mil this window. Um, <laughs> <You're> lying. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but let's talk Chelsea. They were three 0 down in the first half against West Brom, newly promoted West Brom. Frank Lampard does this thing where he seems to be changing his side every game. I don't know if he knows his strongest eleven. Um, Havertz has been here, I think, three games now, three or four games. I think he's played a new position every game. We saw Timo Werner start on the left. Tammy Abraham started up front. I think that's because of his good midweek performance. Um, Akante, Kovacic, double pivot. Silva started his first game in the Prem, disgraced himself. Um, Thiago Silva. Oh, okay. Yeah. Disgraced himself. Um, Gids, take us away. I know you've got a lot to say about Fat Frank. That is your manager, by the way. I just want to remind you. Fat Frank's my manager. That's your manager, man. Wow. Why'd you say that? On this point, I think you're the only one that backs him. Well, I've been on, no, because I think he done well last season. But as soon okay. as you spend over three hundred million, I'm onto you, clean. The the, the goal so, changes. Yeah, hundred. Okay. I'm not gonna be looking at you in the same lens. So, um, I looked at their starting lineup. I looked at West Brom starting lineup, and I was a bit shocked that I saw one on the left. But there was enough firepower to deal with West Brom. There was yep. enough firepower to deal with West Brom. Um, Chelsea started a bit weird, to be fair. I was shocked at how West Brom started to be fed out. Like they were up for it. They were ready to play, but they were just looking for, you could tell when the team's just looking for, like, keep it tight, any mistakes, mm-hmm. we pounce kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, Alonso gets the ball and he headers it. He had a shocker, by the way. Mm-hmm. Alonso is not a good enough left back. I think they need to they need to sort that out. Have they sorted that out? Yeah. yeah good Ch- oh yeah, chill, chill, sorry. Yeah. Fam. Anyway, yeah. So um, Alonso's a shocking header. They latch onto it. Play the ball to Robinson and he dispatches it nicely. Great goal. But, like, I don't know. I've got to be honest. I don't think Chelsea performance... I don't know what they're trying to do on the pitch, guys. I've got to be honest. Like, sometimes... I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm so glad like, you said that. <laughs> bro, I, like, I was looking at that game and I think, OK, let me see what Lampard is about. Like, like sometimes we can see different managers' identity. And I, I, I can't tell you guys. I, 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 I watched the game the exact same way. I think we were speaking about Chelsea, can't remember if it was last week or, or if it was off air, but we're talking about what what is Frank Lampard's Chelsea. I think what Frank Lampard typifies is it seems as though what they want to do is um, press aggressively, kind of similar to Liverpool. It seems like they, um, in possession, I think in the final third... It's not. I don't want to say chaos. You see, okay. You see that second goal, the movement, mm. the one twos, mm. the the quick play. I think that's a typical. That's typical of what Frank Lampard wants from his Chelsea side. So the Hudson and Doyle goal, where there's a lot of overlap, there's a lot of interchange, interchange, a lot of um, energy and whatever. I think that's what he wants them doing from an attacking perspective. However, I, I freestyle ball, personally, but for I, I think that's kind of what he wants from his team to freestyle. Yeah. Like in the final third, he just he's got so much quality and so much movement and so much like um, um, speed and pace. I think he just wants them to do that and then get their goals. That's what it seems like with the profile of players that they have and what I've seen from them. However, off the ball, defensively. Build-up wise, that like not in the final third, getting the ball to the final third, I don't really know what they're doing either. I'll be honest with you, because sometimes you see them using their width. Last season, sometimes we saw them using their wide players. This season, I, I don't, I don't get it. He changes from four-two-three-one to four-three-three. Sometimes we see them play three at the back. 
what's the common theme in Chelsea? Maybe I'm not watching them enough. If he's Can you guys careful. answer that? Well, what is it? I don't know. Bro, I don't know. But one thing I will say is if he's not careful, he's going to cause Werner to lose confidence because if you're a striker, you play as a striker. Don't be switching me to the left, putting in another striker. No, but I haven't even fair, scored yet. Has, like, he has played on the left at times. No, no. I, if I'm yeah, not even... Why, why, why are you changing... Bro, he's a new signing. Play him in his position. That's, Just play him that's up my front. point. Play like, Havertz in one position. What, what is this? He signed this guy, a marquee striker. He knows he's here to score goals. He knows he's now the number one. And then after three games, he shifted to the left and he didn't even score in that game. So at what point is he now going to score? Like, this is how it starts. This is how your confidence starts getting low because you're not really affecting the game as much as we know he can. And he's not scoring either. He's not even like, he just looks like another player on the pitch kind of thing. It's, it's the Havertz one that's confusing me. Because I don't what, think he's that good. What did he bring him in for? Like, why but did you... Sh- but, no, but to me, the, the, the Havertz one isn't... I feel like... Because maybe it's because it's the Prem now, but if if you look at him for Leverkusen, he played a lot of positions. Like yeah, but what? Okay, my 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 question is: What did Frank Lampard bring Havertz in for? What position do you want this guy to play? Because you've played him in three different positions already. Like, I don't. I, like I, don't he, I feel like he's just. I feel like he's using his, his versatility because last season alone, when I watched, because I, I there were times where I went to watch Leverkusen to watch Havertz. I saw him play as a striker. I saw him play as a winger on the right. And Bro, I saw him play fine. as a cam. That's fine. You've been brought in to a club, yeah? This is like us bringing in Awa. In the first three games, you see Awa play three different positions. You're going to be like, what's he doing? Mm. Awa can be... I think um, I heard someone say he could play on the left. Imagine we play Awa on the left. Next game, we play him as a cam. Next game, we play him as a as a um, a centre mid and a double pivot. You're going to be like, what, what? I don't get what we brought him in for. Okay, that's fair. Like I genuinely don't understand what position he wants him to play. Mm, I, f- I feel like this is probably this is probably the problem that you have when you bring in so many signings at once. Because he right now out, like he do you, do you think he knows his best eleven with the, all the players that he's brought in? Or, or maybe like I don't know. I, don't like, know. I think like, it's clear what his best eleven is, though. I think it's not hard to see it. I've got to be honest, I don't think it's hard to see. I think obviously he's got injuries. I think when Pulisic comes back, it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. And, and Ziyech is, is injured as well. So maybe, also, maybe, maybe, injured, that's, yeah. maybe that's the factor. Maybe when Pulisic and Ziyech are back, I'm, I'm assuming those will be the two. They'll be the winger. And, then, and, then, yeah. um, and then Thingy through the middle, Werner through the yeah. middle. Yeah. And then it, then it comes to... Like, I, like, in my head... So where, where does Mason Mount play? Because we all know he loves Mason Mount. I've, I'm assuming they'll play a 4 3 3 with... Um, Mount and um, not more importantly, face. more importantly, Havertz. Where does Steve's favorite player, the best centre mid in the Premier League, Ross Barkley, play? <laughs> he doesn't even make match day squads. That's no, what Steve, what, what do you think? Where does Ross Barkley play in a, in a full fit Chelsea side? He starts for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just asking. Um, I'm just asking. No, well, with Frank Lampard, you never know. Like um, on Saturday, Mount could play as a false nine. Werner could play on the right. Zayek might come out of nowhere, play on the left. Like Frank Lampard does whatever he wants, so he's gonna lose his job if he don't sort himself out, man. I think he's gone. <laughs> just, just stick to eleven. Stick to eleven. All of a sudden, I'm seeing a four-three-three. Werner on the left, Havertz on the right. Like it, it, to be fair, it works okay. They were creating quite a few chances. Offensively, Chelsea were good. Sorry? Against West Brom? 
Offensively, Chelsea were good against West Brom. Mm. I, th- I don't think they had in any the second half. chances. In the first half, they had plenty of chances. That you remember yeah. Werner hit Werner the bar. Tammy yeah. Abraham missed two decent chances. They, they will get that right-hand side where James kept whipping the ball in. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, were, they were good. But he keeps changing it every single week. Like On Saturday, they're going to change it again. It's not. It's not acceptable to 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 loop, to draw to draw to West Brom. I don't think no. it's acceptable, especially to be three 0 down. I don't think that's acceptable. Like, it's not. But I know we can credit, it's the we prim- credit for coming back to three three. Nah, because I remember. I remember when we done it against Bournemouth. I remember how steaming I was as well, even after the final whistle. And I saw Giroud doing a scorpion kick. Like, I didn't want to see that. I remember. So it's the same feeling. Of course, you're happy you come back, but why are you in that predicament in the first place? Mm-hmm. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. This is a top team. You spent 400 racks, 400 million racks, or whatever you spent, and this is what's happening. Nah. Um, I'm on to a minute. So every week I'll be speaking. I think he's got Southampton next week. I'm going to Palace next week. That could be a tough game as well, to be fair. It's not even easy. It's no easy games in the Prem. Mad. They, won. They, got, they, got Chelsea. they got Palace. Yeah, next year they got Palace. Away. No, no, home, home. Oh, okay. Alright. So is that our is that our Frank Lampard review? Yeah, we just want him to stick to an eleven and just see what Chelsea can actually do. He won't. He won't. You don't think he will? No, no, no. I don't think Fair he will. It's, it's like I Ruben, feel like Ruben's gonna come back in the eleven on Saturday. You wait. Oh, yeah, Ruben. Ruben even started the first game of the season, didn't it? Right. I, 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 like, I feel like with Frank, like he it's probably the worst thing that could have happened. So I feel I feel a lot of the time last season, there were situations where they lost or they didn't do well or something and he changed the lineup or changed the system and then they got a result from it. So he's so because that's happened, he's kind of got that in his head now that okay, like if things aren't working, I can change it and I can get a result. When that's not that's not always going to be the case. No, it's not. It's not. So, Alonso is he's rubbish like he said. Did you see that uh, video when that guy, I can't remember what, who he was, absolutely paced him out and he had like a good like five, yeah. six yards, like um, five, six yards on him. Shemi Ajayi. Yeah, right. lads, I wanted to, um, I wanted to ask a question. This is off the Prem. You know, I feel, I feel like we've rounded up the Prem quite well. We'll get on to Champ and Champ in a second. But um, I just had a question I was thinking about in a week. Um, unrelated, but um, the LA Lakers, they made it to the uh, NBA finals, didn't they? Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, I saw a question on first take about um, who's LeBron's, who's been LeBron's best, um, best, what do you call it? Best partner. They had um, AD, his current partner. They had Kyrie Irving. They also had um, Dwayne Wade. So I thought about Cristiano Ronaldo and I thought he's been at a few clubs now. We've seen him, you know, over the course of his career. Who's been Ronaldo's best teammate? What do you think? Benzema. Just a quick one. I think, I think probably Benzema. 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 Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. There's been some Benzema. candidates. There's been Wayne Rooney, obviously. Ooh. I'd There's say Ozil. Benzema. Sorry. There's been Ozil. There's been Wayne Rooney. Uh, Benzema is the obvious candidate. There's been Gareth Bell, who I know it's, it's, it's a weird one, but if you look at like their involvement, goal involvements, I think Bell has set up a good proportion of his, of his goals. Um, Portugal, I can't really think of anyone. I think he's been the main star there. And Juve, I don't think he's had enough time to really, you know. But Rooney, Rooney's a good one. I think Rooney's a candidate. I think, to be honest. I think either Benzema or uh, it may sound a bit weird, but Marcelo. Yeah, 
him and Marcelo down that him and Marcelo down that left on the left hand side for yeah, like that was that was good. You could say that. You could say that. I think Özil that that was a very special time as well. Yeah, but um, it was only for like it wasn't a long extended period. I feel like the I feel like the only two I'd properly consider Benzema and Marcelo just due to the fact that what about Rooney? How long? And then maybe Rooney because like Rooney did play with Ronaldo for a long time. So yeah. those three players, because those are the players you can say played with him like <coughs> enough where I can say, okay, you know what? But yeah, fair enough. Who do you reckon Ronaldo's best teammate? Um, I'll say Wayne Rooney or Marcelo. Benzema doesn't no. No. Okay. no, well, he's a, he's, a, he's a nominee, but you're sure asking me. I'm saying we're really not That's fair. That's fair enough. Um, guys, let us know your thoughts on that. Hashtag the weekly canon at us and all that good stuff. But now, can, I, can I quickly just say, I feel like I'm really getting tired of the narrative of this all this handball malarkey because like, it's just like, I feel like people like, they love, to, like people just love to complain about things. Because like obviously like the a lot of the decisions are are a bit wild and it's it's all confusing, but we literally like and this is this is another thing that's known about the prem the prem just always seems to be behind on everything. So if you remember in 2018 when Liverpool won the Champions League, there was a lot of like weird, that's when they first brought in that rule and we saw a lot of weird handballs being given in the Champions League, and then obviously it caused some uproar. Then it balanced itself out. They 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 were able to get a hold of it. And then now we hardly see it in the Champions League. Literally, same thing the year before. Every, every literally every other league apart from the Prem brought in VAR. You saw the kinks, you saw the issues with it, and they managed to fix it. And then now in most of these leagues, it's handled was handled fine. The Prem brings it in a year later, and because of that, they're facing the same issues that all these all these teams had, all these other leagues had. And then you're just hearing every week, oh VAR this, VAR that. And now we're looking at like the the United game. I feel like. There was a lot of good instances in which VR, VAR was used, and I just feel like this with this handball rule, it's it's a it's a similar thing. It's obviously we, we we've seen it in the Champions League for what two years now, but now because you're bringing it in, and it's just it's just I don't know, man. I just I'm, I'm just tired of hearing like all the talk. Obviously, I get it, but I'm just ha- tired of seeing it because based on the history of almost everything of football. Especially when new rules and stuff like that, it, it takes a couple. It takes a it takes a while for it to be properly bedded in and to, and that the birthing the but I can't I can't think of the word but yeah it'll get sorted. So I feel like all these pundits and stuff need to let, just let it go and like, stop talking about it every two minutes. Fair play, lads. Get get it off your chest. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Right, lads. Champ and chump. If you want to kick us off, kick us off with that. Sorry. Um. My champ of the week goes to Jamie Vardy. We didn't really speak much on him. We didn't, but I think he's doing a lot more than Wayne Rooney is, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, fantastic player. Came into the league at 27 and look where he is now, like, fantastic. And my champ, champ of the week it has to go to... Um, Frank Lampard, man. The fact that what like West Brom have that they they look like they're going straight back down, and the fact that you're three 0 down to them, that's a disc- with, the, with the amount of money you spent in the team you spent like you said um the the team you have like it's not good enough. Uh, you want to go next? My champ of the week is um, 
Klopp. Um, they started off the season really well. Yesterday' performance against Arsenal was unbelievable, and um, yeah, I'm just when you think about the job he's done over the last <clears throat> five years, it's it's unbelievable, man. Great, great coach. Uh, my chump of the week is I don't have one, man. Um, can you guys give me one? Oh, Thiago Silva, he made a mistake in it on his debut. It's good Fair enough. My champ of the week is um, Jota. Obviously, he didn't play 90 minutes. I don't even know how long he played. But he came on and he looks like... Bro, I think Steve said it. He's just fitting like a glove. They just... I I wasn't sure how it was going to be. But he just seemed like he'd been there for years. Obviously, this could be premature. But he looked good. Obviously, on the other side, you know, Pepe came on. And... um, We didn't even talk about Pepe. There's nothing to discuss, really. No disrespect in it, but there's like the corner that says it all in it. And um, my chump is going to be. Do you think he was the worst player on the pitch for Arsenal? No, no of course not. No, it wasn't. Uh, of course not. Who was actually? Um, oh, wait, wait, who was? I can't Aubame- lie to you. If he- Ab- Abamian. Bellerin? No. He was anonymous. Abamian was anonymous. Abamian did nothing. But he helped us out in the work friend in the defensive sense. Come on, man. <laughs> Kids, you know what you just said, yeah? It's the equivalent of when um they were saying uh <laughs> Rashford's playing mature. That's 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 the equivalent of what you just said. No, but I get what you're saying, but like he's the he's best so player on the team. He's no, the best he, player in the We feed him, bro. bro he's I a captain. Fed. He wasn't fed. He wasn't I would fed. understand if he had that Lacazette chance and he, he didn't miss it and then talk like he didn't have anything. He done a nice little chop and he sort of wrapped it and he passed it to Eddie. I don't know what that's about. No, was terrible. I don't think Holding was good. No, yeah, Holding was. Mm. Bro, I think Pepe was the worst player. I got a bit. Let's keep it a buck. Seriously, hundred and ten percent, hundred and ten. Nothing in a defensive sense. Nothing in an attacking sense. But that's what he does, isn't it? The corners were dreadful. It was. I was angry. I can't lie. I don't even want. I'm glad we didn't I, speak. I, I never would have foreseen this transfer going up, going like this. You know, one year yeah. on, we look at look at this. The fan base, the fan base is turning on him. I've got to call it how it is. It was awful. Awful. That's a Pepe performance to me. That's why I was just like, okay, yeah. 80 million down the shitter. Yeah. And yeah, my chump is Paul Pogba because maybe oh, come Gibbs, on. Maybe he's Gibbs is right. Maybe, maybe he is ill. But, <laughs> mate, that's, that's, that's not the level. Gibbs, take us away, mate. Uh, my champ is Trent. Absolutely unbelievable footballer. Great performance yesterday. I thought he was one of Liverpool's best players yesterday. Actually, Armani was sick as well, to be fair. But yeah, give it to Trent because the balls he was putting in was mad. And I think he's a top player. And my champ has to be Roy Keane. Has to be Roy Keane because he, he comes doing this hard man stuff. Klopp was sticking it on him. He, he didn't want any part of that. He didn't want it. He said, yeah, he's "No, not a go." Real gangster. First of all, first of all, first of all, he was silent. He's not a real gangster. He was he, at first of all, he was silent. Like he, when after clock finishes, oh, what did you say, Keen? He said nothing, and um, the guy, the presenter, had to be like, "Oh, that Keen Japanese thing to say." I'm <laughs> Bro, do you know what was so <laughs> mad? Fair, like, we, like we've been, we've been known this because when, 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 um, when Vieira used to used to look at him in the tunnel, like he weren't truly on it like that. He's not <laughs> yeah, he 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 actually not smoky. 
Like, it's, it went until he had skulls and gigs here around him that he's talking about. Because he tried to fight him. Like, he was actually trying to nah, fight him. No, man. He's not smoky, man. No, because, yeah, yeah, because, cause, yeah, because skulls and gigs ain't next to him. That means he's and the ref, the, No, because the ref was there. The no, ref no, was no, there, no. so he knew. No, Roy Keane, one of the least players, laughed at him. Keane looked back at the footage. He waited for his opportunity. Years later, he faced that same player who was playing in the Manchester derby. Keane took out his knee. He assaulted him. No, that's not happening. That's, that's, that's the same player. No, he fouled him. The guy injured him. The guy injured him. I no, think no, he no. injured him. Yeah, he was running yeah. in on goal, and then he went down. And I think that I think a defender took him out, or a goalkeeper took him out, and he damaged. He didn't. He didn't. Out. He didn't do him because nah, he lost him. I saw, he did something. Nah, the, guy, the guy injured him. The guy him. injured him. Injured him, and then he came back and he fucked him. I, I, I'm not. I don't think he went like that. Yeah. I think Bro, the guy I swear took out. Like, huh? I swear he he tackled him and he injured him, or he said something to him. Yeah, as no, he was on the floor. He yeah, he said something to him. So King was like, "All right, cool," and then took out his knee years later. He finished his his career. I saw the quotes. The guy yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, I was, did, I was, did, I was did. done after that. Uh, so, yeah, maybe uh, maybe he's a G. Yeah, maybe he's a G. Yeah, when when Klopp was sticking on him, saying, "Was well, that what you said?" Well, where was that? He's quiet. No, no, but he said, no, no, you need to... Silencio. I thought Klopp was rude, personally. I thought the way he was speaking to him was a bit... Klopp, he lost it. Klopp lost Klopp, it. Still. Klopp's a bitch. Klopp's a bitch. Yeah, he is. Just, wow. proud, like. just relax. Nah, he is, he is. Bro, you won the game. Just relax, yeah, exactly. man. Yeah, exactly. Just chill, man. Talking about, oh, you must have been watching the wrong game. He should have taken off the thing and gone back. <laughs> you should have fumped him, buddy. <laughs> Guys, but I can't yeah. lie. Just a quick side note: that like, Chelsea are beating Spurs right now. Yeah, that's gonna be potentially for stays up. That's three and three for Lampard against Mourinho. Yeah, I wanna. Can we? Can we? Oh, end this? I, wanna, I wanna go and watch that. So can we end this? All right, lads. Hashtag the Weezy Cannon. You already know what it is. T W on Insta. T W the Weezy Cannon on YouTube and Instagram. No, Twitter. What kids watch on the